Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, God bless all of you wonderful people. Truly, we are thanking God for being here on today. God is good and he so worthy, worthy to uh, be praised. Well, let me give you the scriptures that we're going to go over. Um, and uh, then we're going to get right into our study for today. Uh, I got five scriptures, and I believe we can go over them briefly. And uh, it won't take long. We can run over these. Uh, my first scripture will be St. John, very familiar scripture, St. John, the third chapter, verse number 16 through 21. St. John 3, 16 through 21. Then there will be Matthews, Matthews 1, verse 18 to 24. Then there will be Revelation, Revelation 2, verse 1 through 5, Revelation 2, 1 through 5, and Job, the book of Job, one Old Testament scripture, Job 1, the first book and the very first verse 1. And then we're going to go lastly to the book of Jude, uh, next to the last book of Revelation, Revelation, Jude, then Revelation, Jude 1 and verse 20 and 23. That'll be Jude 1, 20 and 23. May the Lord have a blessing as we uh, go over these verses in scripture uh, with you on today. Well, we are certainly glad to be in the house once again. God is good. Amen. And, and he's certainly, certainly worthy to be praised. I tell you, God just continue to uh, uh, just out, just just blow my mind. And I just thank him today for blowing my mind away with with the blessings and the things that he have done for me and also for you. Uh, Lord, let's continue to pray for our nation, that the Lord bless our nation, that we'll uh, be able to uh, be the nation that, that God's calling for, uh, a nation that uh, heed the word of God. And the Lord said, uh, that nation that forget God, that nation, uh, he said the wicked will be turned into uh, hell and every nation that forget God. I pray that our nation will not be uh, one of those nations that forget God Almighty. Amen. We thank God for that. All right. You have your uh, scriptures. Let's take a look at what the word is saying to us on today. We're going to go firstly to St. John, very familiar passage of scripture. And that is St. John, the third chapter. And we're going to see what the Lord is saying to us today in John 3 and 16. Now, I want to give you just for a subject. A subject matter is uh, keeping the main thing, the main thing. That's the subject I want to talk just a little bit today. Keeping the, the main thing, the main thing. That's very, very important because I see that uh, our world is in trouble and God's people are in trouble. And we're having problems staying focused and uh, keeping our mind on what it needs to be on and keeping the main thing, the main thing. I, I, I purchased a book uh, some time ago. And I will begin to read it because I thought the topic of the book on the cover was so unique. And the, and the title of the book was Keep the Main Thing the Main Thing. And to my surprise, as I began to uh, read the book, the more I began to read portions of it, I found out that inside of the book, 
it had nothing to do with keeping the main thing, the main thing. And so I, 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 that is so sad. And I said, my goodness, the title of the book right on the front caught my eye. Keep the main thing, the main thing. When I read inside, it had nothing to do with keeping the main thing, the main thing. Oh, it's so sad. But anyway, I want to talk today just a little bit about keeping the main thing, the main thing, because I realize what the main thing is in our life, in the walk that God has given us. We as Christian, we as children of God, the saints of God, it's very, very important that we keep the main thing, the main thing. Even Christians today, I find out that they are forgetting what the main thing is all about, what the main thing is. And so that's what we're going to deal with today, keeping the main thing, the main thing. And let's not get away from the main thing. Well, somebody said, well, uh, Brother Johnson, what is the main thing? That's, that's a good question. That's what we're going to deal with today. What is the main thing? We will find the main thing in John 3 and verse number 16. This We want to get down to what is the main thing. The main thing is that God gave his son Jesus. And Jesus came into this world to save a sinner, to save a wretch like you and I. That's the main thing. Man got in trouble in the Garden of Eden when God created Adam, created Eve. Adam got in trouble, amen, did what God told him not to do. God sent his son to redeem man and to bring us, reconcile us back to God himself. So if we have to stay focused, it's very, very important that we stay focused, brothers and sisters, that we keep the main thing, the main thing. It's not all about how big a house you have. It's not about the car you drive. It's not about the money you have in the bank. All, all that is good stuff, but that's not the main thing. It's not about uh, uh, all you can get and what you can accomplish in this world, in this lifetime. All that is good, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is that we were in trouble and God sent his son Jesus to redeem man and to reconcile us back to himself. Now look at John 3 and verse 16. It says, for God so loved the world. There it is right there. God so loved this old mean world that was filled with sin and, and, and that he gave his only begotten son. That's, that says a lot right there. That's the main thing. God so loved this world. God so loved uh, the, the world, the state that it was in, that is in even right now, that he gave his only, didn't have a one, his only begotten son that whosoever, no matter who you are, what your name is, what color you are, what your race, uh, ethnic, and all that kind of stuff, ethnicity, it does not matter. Whosoever believe in him, Jesus, should not perish, but have everlasting thing. Now, brothers and sisters, that's the main thing. And we as Christians today, we have to remember the, and keep the main thing, the main thing. Seem like we as Christians are drifting away along with the world and we lose in sight on God and what God agenda, what his purpose is for our life. We got to keep the main thing, the main thing. 
God saved us. He sent his son to save us. But notice what he said. He so loved this world that he gave. Y'all see that? God loved the world that he gave something. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him, but notice the language of the text, that whosoever believeth in him, that means continue to believe in him, should not perish. When I saw that, it said, should not. If you believe in Jesus, you should not perish. But I'm here to tell you today, this is no guarantee today among people. There are folks that I know that believe in Jesus and they are going to perish. There are folks that are talking about Jesus and they are going to perish. Why? Because they are not continuing in the word of God. They're not continuing in the things of God. But you shouldn't perish if you believe in him. We are, we are slipping our church, our brothers and our sisters. We are getting caught up with the world. So he said, whosoever believe in him should not perish. You shouldn't perish if you believe in Jesus or what is going on. People don't believe in Jesus like they should. Or they heard of Jesus. They believe that Jesus exists. They believe that God sent his son into the world to save the world. Or they believe that, but they are not, they are not following in the ways and in the teaching of Jesus. Just to say you, you believe he came is not enough to get you into heaven. It's not enough to save your soul. But you have to continue, brothers and sisters. In the teaching uh, and in the words, in the ways of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. You shouldn't. Oh, but I'm here today to tell you that a lot of Christians, so-called Christians, so-called saints, so-called people of God, they're going to find themselves lost when the Lord come to return uh, to take the church away. Why are these people going to be lost? Because they're not following the teaching of Jesus. Simply because keeping the main thing, we got to keep the main thing, the main thing. Stop looking at the world and what's going on in the world, entertaining the world, getting caught up in the world. But we got to keep the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is that God sent his son Jesus to save us. And if we continue to believe in him, he said, we should not perish. Verse 17 said, for God sent not his son into the world uh, to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The only way that the world is going to be saved is through Jesus. Jesus is the only way to heaven. I know people have a hard time grasping that. You mean to tell me Jesus is the only way to be saved? Yes. Yes, yes. According to the word of God, Jesus is the only way to heaven. It's not that many roads to lead to heaven. Not that you can be of this religion. You can be of that religion and, and, and any religion you want to uh, and you will go to heaven. No, not according to the word of God. The word of God said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. So what, what, what am I saying this morning? Jesus is the only way. And we got to keep the main thing, the main thing. Listen what he said. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world. No, God sent his son into the world that they might be saved. This is the reason Jesus came, that they might be saved. God knew that man needed to be saved. 
and he sent Jesus. I don't know about you, but I thank God today for Jesus. Or can somebody say, thank God for Jesus? I thank God for Jesus. For God sent not his son into the world. God is not interested in you perishing. God is not interested in us being lost. But he's interested in brothers and sisters in us being so he sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Check out what he said, that the world through him, Jesus, might be saved. The only way this world is going to be saved is through Jesus. It's not the pope. It's not the president. It's not the governor of the land. It's not, it's not through your leaders or any spiritual leader, but, but that the world through him, Jesus, might be saved. Now, notice verse number 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned. That's what he said. If you believe on Jesus, you are not condemned. But he that believeth not is what? Condemned already. So anybody, if you don't believe in Jesus, somebody said, well, I believe in Buddha. I believe in Allah. I believe in or what I believe in something, well, anything, you name it. Well, the Lord said, he that believeth on him, that means Jesus, you are not condemned. Thank God for not being condemned this morning. But he that believes not is condemned already. You know, you don't have to really go around condemning folks that you lost, you going to hell. You you lost just simply by not, but you lost by uh, uh, simply by not believing on Jesus whom God sent. If you don't believe in Jesus, you lost. It don't matter who you are. If you don't believe in him, you lost. If you believe in him, you're saved. That's, the, that's the, what the Bible teaches us. So he that, what? Believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not, there it is. And we got a whole lot of knots out here, whole lot of believing knots, walking up and down the street, doing their own thing. There are a lot of people that, 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 that believe not. And I don't know, seem like more and more as we get into the end time, we're going to see more and more people that, that do not believe. The Bible said in the last day, there's going to be a great falling away. And we are in the last day, brothers and sisters. I pray that you, I pray that myself, that we will not get caught up in that crowd that's falling away from God, that's falling away from the church. Amen. Because here it is. He that believeth not is condemned already. You condemn yourself which just simply your confession, it, it justify you and your confession condemns you. If you believe not, you're going to be lost. That's simply, it's just the way it is. He's, he's uh, not going to be saved simply because you don't believe. But notice what he goes on to say. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. When Jesus came into the world, he brought light. And men, notice what it said, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Why is it that men love darkness and men do not like light? See, Jesus in light, the Bible said, in him is light. And that light is the light of the world. And, and but he said, but men love darkness. Why do men? Not only when he said men talking about mankind, there'd be women, boys, and girls, whoever they might be. He said, and men love darkness. Why do they love darkness today? Because their deeds and their thoughts and everything about them is evil. They want to do wrong and they want to just do the wrong thing. And so they love darkness. You can come around talking to people about the Lord and they just don't want to hear. It. They get mad at you. They just don't want to hear about Jesus. 
Why? Because their heart is dark. Their mind is dark. Their soul is dark. It's black. And so men, he said right here, men love darkness uh, rather than light because there are deeds. The thing that you do is evil. I thank God. I love the light today. Anybody love the light of the Lord? I thank God for the light. Verse number 20 says, for everyone that doeth evil hate the light. Now, now I understand. Now you should understand why the world feel the way they feel. Men, men love dark rather than light, but everyone that doeth evil hate the light. But why? Because the light is going to shed uh, it light on you. It's going to shed it light on what you might be into, your ways, your thoughts, your doing. The word of God is the light, and it will shed light on what we are into. So he said, for everyone that doeth what? Evil hateth the light. Neither come to the light. There it is. They sure won't come. They don't want to come. I'm bringing me to the light. Neither come into the light, lest their deeds should be reproved. They don't want to come to the light. You know, when we read this Bible, when we read this word of God, the word of God searches our mind. It searches our hearts. It searches our soul. And, and as we read it, that's why we need to read and study the word. And the more we read and study the word, it, 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 it brings out everything in us that shouldn't be. It reveals our thoughts. It reveals the intents of our heart. The more I read the word, the more I realize that I need to come on up a little bit higher. Amen, somebody. And so for everyone that doeth evil, hate the light. Neither coming to the light, lest his deeds should be manifest. Nobody wants their deeds to be manifest. Nobody wants their stuff to be revealed. Nobody that want the world to know what they are doing, so they won't come to the light. So you see now why a lot of people they don't want to come to the church. They won't have nothing to do with the church because they're doing the wrong thing. They enter wrong thing. But you know what? If you stay in what you're in, then you will be lost. Listen to what he said in verse twenty-one. But he that doeth our truth come to the light. Y'all see that? But he that doeth truth come to the light that his deeds might be manifest that they are wrought in God. But he that do truth come to the light that what we done, we came to the light that our deeds might be manifest. That's what we want. We want our deeds to be manifest. Amen. That we, they might be wrought in God. That God might uh Amen. Uh, reveal to us his will and his way. So keeping keeping the main thing is very, very important, brothers and sisters. Keeping the main thing, the main thing is very important, which people are slipping. Let's go a little bit further. I want to show you a little bit more. Uh, what is the main thing? The main thing is God came into this world to save us. Now look at St. Matthew's, the uh, first chapter. St. Matthew, the first chapter. And looking at verse number... Uh, 18. Look at what the word of the Lord is saying there. I want to show you that we're getting away from the main thing and we're getting caught up and caught caught up in something else. It's very, very important that we don't forget the main thing. Lord, help us not to forget the main thing. The main thing is that we serve the Lord, that we gave our life to the Lord. Let's not get away from that. The Lord saved my soul one day. I, I can't get away from that. I can't forget that. I can't I lose focus of that. No, uh, Matthew 1 and 18, it says, 
Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When, when as his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph, y'all see that? Uh, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Verse 19 said, then Joseph, her husband, uh, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. All right. Verse 20 said, but while he thought on these things, the, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Joseph, this is the Holy Spirit doing, and you don't have to worry about Mary. She got pregnant before y'all got married. The Lord did this to us, Joseph. So Joseph was thinking about uh, putting her away privately, not shaming her because she was uh, pregnant, had conceived the child, and they never came together. But the angel said, Joseph, uh, while you, you, you're sitting there thinking about what to do, I want you to understand that this is the Lord's doing. This is the Lord's doing, Joseph. And Joseph continue on, amen, uh, with their plan to uh to wed to uh to wed uh Mary. No, 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 is what he said right here in verse number 21. And and the Lord went on to tell Joseph, he said, and she shall bring forth a son, Joseph. This is what Mary is going to do. She's not gonna bring forth a girl. God, God, not, not gonna bring forth a girl gonna bring forth a son because look god gonna embody this body and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name jesus don't call him john don't call him jesse don't call him uh don't even call him joseph you you don't have that right because this is the lord's doing and joseph you have to understand that the name jesus is going to be given because the name jesus means salvation I don't know what Joseph's name means. I don't know what a whole lot of folks' name means. But the name Jesus means salvation. And so, so the Holy Ghost told Joseph, you, she shall bring forth a son now, Joseph, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall what? Save his people from their sin. So the main thing today, brothers and sisters, is that God brought forth a son, and this son's name was Jesus, and he came into this world to save his people. I thank God for Jesus on today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Keeping the main thing the main thing. Call his name Jesus, not John. Don't name him after yourself. Don't name him after your grandfather. Don't name him after, don't, don't know, no other name. But it got to be Jesus. Because the word of the Lord said in Acts 4 and 12, said neither is there salvation in any other name. No other name but the name of Jesus, where while we must be saved. The only name that can save us is the name of Jesus. So you must name him Jesus and not John. Must not name him after grandfather. Must name him Jesus, for he shall what? save his people, there it is, from their sin. We got to keep the main thing, the main thing. It seems like the church is, is losing focus about that. The church is beginning to blend in with the world. And we can't do that. We can't blend in with the world. We got to make us a, a different. God told us to separate ourselves from this world, not to blend in, not to get along. God didn't tell us to get along with this world. Jesus, one thing about the Lord when he came into this world, he said, I did not to come. I didn't come to, to bring peace, but he said, I came to bring a sword. 
He said, I came to put a man at variance between his father and the son, the mother and the daughter, your cousin and your, and, and, and your other cousin, your cousin and relative. God said, I came to put you two at odds. What, what do you mean? What, what is the Lord saying? God said, I'm going to put something in you that's not going to be in them, and you are not, you're going to be different uh, from your relative and for all of those that have not accepted Jesus. So that's going to be a, a, a variance. That's going to be a, a disagreement there with the lifestyle that we as Christians live and the lifestyle that the world live. They may not like you. They may not like you so well, especially if they don't know, they don't know Jesus and they don't love Jesus. They may think you uh, may be a little fanatic. They may think you're a little whatever, but <clears throat> they won't receive you as well as they receive others. Because, look, the world love is on. The word said that. He said the world love is on. They love for you to drink with them. They love for you to smoke with them. They love for you to gamble with them. They love for you to do those things with them. But you up here, you a Christian, you trying to live a good, holy, and righteous life. Man, you make me sick. You you really in my way. You holding up progress. We want to get our smoke on. We want to get our drink on. And you, you living like this right here, you really, uh, we really are, are uh, insult to many of our family members uh, just simply by going around them, especially when they get ready to do what they do. Amen. So he said, uh, you're going to bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. So I thank God for Jesus, and we're going to keep the main thing, the main thing on today. It's very important. The main thing is God save my soul one day. The main thing is God save your soul one day. And don't you ever forget that because you could be lost right today. You could be on your way to a devil's hell right today. Don't ever forget what the Lord has done for you. He shall save his people from their sin. Amen. Somebody said, thank you, Lord. I can't ever forget that. So keeping the main thing, not like the book I bought, the main thing, the main thing, and nothing in the book reflect the main thing. Just run all off course, get into everything, but not the main thing. It don't bring my mind and thoughts into what the main thing or the writing of the book was. But I'm going to show you something. The writing of the word of God, the main thing is that God saved us. And don't you ever forget that. God saved it. Don't you ever take that lightly. God saved it. Don't you ever take that for granted. Because I could be. Uh, a sinner, amen, uh, uh, on my way to a devil's hell. The main thing, the main thing, that's very, very important. Let's move on just a little bit further. So that's Matthew. Let's take a look at the book of Revelation. It's very important because I see the world shifting. I see the church shifting. I see the church apologizing for the world. I see the church trying to be at peace with the world. Forget the world. I'm not trying to be at peace with the world. I'm not trying to be at peace or get along with these sinners out here. Look, I love Jesus and they love that other fella. There ain't going to be no getting along. Listen to what Jesus said in Revelation, the second chapter. Look at Revelation, the second chapter and verse, amen, verse number one through five. Revelation, the second chapter. Y'all got that? I know you got it. Y'all know your word. Revelation, the second chapter, one, verse one. And look at verse number, uh, second chapter, verse number one. Okay. 
2 and 1. Look at what he said, verse 1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, these things said he that hold the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the hut, midst of the seven gold golden candlesticks. Verse 2. Here's what the Lord is saying to the church of Ephesus. He said, I know your works. Don't you know God know all about our works? God know where we are right now. God know everything there is to know about you. There's nothing secret. There's nothing private that God do not know. God can see clean through us. He know our thoughts, the intents of our heart. God knows it all. That's what Paul, Peter, Peter even told the Lord. He said, Lord, you know all things. He, says, oh, he said, I know thy works. God know where the church is. God know that the church is sliding. God know that the church is slipping because it's in the word that in the last day they're going to be a great falling away. And you're talking about a lot of the people of God, are they going to fall away from God? He said, I know your works and I know your labor. There it is. I know your patience and how thou cannot bear them which are evil. But 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 when you think about it, God said, I know you can't bear those that are evil. Well, the thing, thing here today is what the people need to know that the church can bear those that are evil. The church are, they, they, we are tolerant. We are, we are becoming very, uh, not intolerant, but we are becoming tolerant to what the world is doing. Just the other way, uh, other way around, which church should be intolerant. We shouldn't put up with that mess. We, oh, excuse me, we shouldn't put up with, with what the world is doing. We, we as Christian brothers and sisters, we're going to have to take a stand for Jesus or God is going to be against us. We got to take a stand. Church is become tolerant of sin. The church is becoming tolerant with what the lifestyle that the world want to uh, uh, recommend. If our uh, uh, electoral leaders, they're afraid to speak up and say anything about anything, we have become tolerant. We're, we're, we're not, we're, we're, we're in it. We're, we're become, uh, we're not sensitive. We're becoming, we're coming sensitive, not insensitive, but we're, we're, we're it don't bother us anymore. You know, what he said right here. Notice. He said, now I know your works and I know your labor. I know your patience. I know how you cannot bear that which is evil, but that, that's not the case right now. Some of these saints can put up with some of anything. These so-called saints, some of these Christians can put up, they can bear evil. They can deal with it. It don't bother them. They even go for it. Well, it ain't bothering me. It ain't, it ain't on me. That's on them. Look, it, it should bother you. I'm going to show you just a little bit here. It should bother you. So how that thou cannot bear that which evil, and thou hast tried them which say that they are apostles and, and, and are not, and have found them to be lying. That's one other thing that we need to understand right here. Everybody who said they something, they're not that. Everybody said there's apostle, not apostle. Everyone that said there's a man of God, not a man of God. There's a woman, you're not a woman of God. Listen, a bunch of liars out here, a bunch of pretenders out here. And so God told the church of Ephesus, I understand, I see that you can't bear the evil, but that's not the case today. I find so many churches today, they are tolerating sin. They are tolerating the world lifestyle to keep their membership, to keep the choir director, to keep the deacon, to keep whoever it might be. They don't want to offend nobody. They don't want to run nobody away. But I'm telling you, doing yourself a dis the disservice by keeping that mess in your in your midst. 
Are y'all listening to me? Which cannot bear the evil. Oh, yes, they can. They can stand it. It don't bother. Sin don't bother nobody no more. Man told me the other day, I was doing some work. He said, excuse me, I hope, this, I hope my cigarette don't bother you. Well, well, it does bother me. It does bother me. And I wish you would take it somewhere else and, and just back up a little bit. Amen. I don't smoke and I don't want it around me. Uh, I saw a sign somewhere, please, said, please don't smoke. I might croak. I ain't gonna croak, but I'm gonna ask you to back up a little bit. I don't want to breathe that stuff. But here, but 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 but, but the Christian, the so-called Christian, are, are, are getting to the point that they are they're they're they are, they are tolerating sin, and, and this is wrong, brothers. We should at no time in our life tolerate that which is wrong. But I don't want to say nothing about nobody, cause it ain't none of me. It ain't none of my business. Okay, we want to show you something. I just want to show you how we are not keeping the main thing, the main thing. How that we are sliding and we're slipping and we're sliding and don't even know it. Some of these church folk, they don't backslid from the front row to the back and they on their way sliding out the door. And they ain't even woke up and realized that they were pulling on the coattail yet. You won't know till you get out there in a world of sin and the devil got you all toe up and bundled up and wrapped up in, in what the world is doing. You won't even know. You don't know how 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 you smell until somebody got to remind you how stinky you are. Listen to what he's saying here in the word. All right, go on just a little bit further. He said now, verse three said, and have borne and had patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Verse number four. Nevertheless, hear what God said, Ephesus. Nevertheless, all of that being said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because thou hast left thy first love. Now, Ephesus was, was, they were tolerating some things that God did not want the church to tolerate. He told them, yeah, I know you got some good stuff. I know your works. I know your labor. I know your patience. I know you don't like go along with something. But God said, but still, nevertheless, I have somewhat against you. Why? Because you left your first love. What was your first love? Your first love was God Almighty. You were so excited about God when you came to him. Your life, you know, if you can think back about your your, your first uh, uh, uh boyfriend or girlfriend and your first whoever you love that you had you know how you felt about him you was as excited about that individual when you saw him when you saw her seemed like your heart skip a beat when you saw him seemed like your eyes just lit up well god said it ain't like that no more Ephesus, you used to feel this way when you thought about me when you came to me you were excited amen your eyes lit up you were so excited about the lord and david said i was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Folks ain't glad no more. They ain't glad no glad and glad and turn into sadness. You talk about church now, folk get mad. Oh, they get another thought. I ain't going up in that church. Well, well, you know, we're going we to have to pray about that one. But I thank God he blessed us to come back. And I, I, think, it's, I think it's time uh, that we all think about getting back to God. Getting back to where we can all assemble. It's time, but everybody got to come into that. I ain't rushing nobody. There's something you got to pray about and God got to bring it to it. But you know what? I, I think what, what, what the churches keep the main thing, the main thing, the churches are losing their focus because they, they forgetting the structure of the church. The church, God has a shepherd and the people are described, depicted, and, and we, we were right 
about sheep supposed to follow shepherds. And the sheep are doing their own thing. They're not following the shepherd. There's not a sheep in the Bible that David led. David led the sheep and they followed the shepherd. Jesus is our shepherd and folk just do not want to follow shepherds anymore. I've never seen a sheep go his own way. Sheeps have to be led. They have to be led. They are most some of the most humble of lamb, humble creatures, creatures that God has made. And sheep are led by a shepherd. The shepherd take them down here and let them graze on the mountainside. The shepherd take them over here and let them eat over there. And they follow the shepherd. That's why Jesus said, my sheep, what? Hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. We, well, we got sheep today. Listen to voices and those voices are not shepherds. Those voices are not shepherds. Those voices are your neighbor. Those voices are your family folks. The voices are your cousins. They're not shepherds. Nowhere in the Bible, sheep follow other voices. They follow the voice of the shepherd. And the shepherd was led by God. And when the shepherd is led by God, amen, he moves and he steps. And the Bible says a righteous man steps a what? Order by the Lord. And when this shepherd moving and anointing by God, he know when to call the shot. He know when to make a move. And when he make a move, the sheep supposed to move with him. They're not supposed to make their own mind up. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Listen to what he said right here. Nevertheless, I got somewhat against you because you have left your first love. Verse number five said, remember therefore from which thou art fallen. We as the people of God got to remember where we, from which we have fallen. We have fallen so far and so long, we just don't know how far we have fallen from God. Remember, remember, there it is right there. Remember, therefore, from which thou hast fallen. And God said, repent. I think the church folks need to repent. I think Christians today need to repent. I think we need to tell God, Lord, I'm sorry. I haven't served you like I should. Lord, I'm sorry I let you down. Lord, I'm sorry I have fallen short of the glory of God. I think all the church folk need an oh God. You owe God an apology. For the life we'll lead and not trusting him and not having faith in him like we should. He said, repent. He said, remember from whence thou fall. Remember where you were and remember where you've fallen from and repent and do thy first work or else thou will what? Come quickly. And remove the candlestick out of his place, except you repent. If we don't get it right, if we don't tell God, Lord, I'm sorry I haven't served you like I should. Lord, I'm, I'm sorry I've fallen a little short. Lord, I'm sorry I haven't really trusted you. Lord, I'm sorry if you just forgive me, Lord, and give me another chance. He is a God of a second chance. If you don't do these things, God said, I will come quickly and remove you. And you won't have a place in the kingdom of God. You won't have a seat in the kingdom of God. You won't have a place nowhere in God's kingdom. And I don't want God to remove my place. I thank God. Will you say something? Save a seat for me. You live right. We all have a seat in God's kingdom. We have a place in God's kingdom right now. I have my place waiting on me in God's kingdom right today. And I don't want no devil. I don't want no devil to cause me not to have my place in the kingdom of God. So he said, repent, therefore, from which thou art fallen, and, 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 and do your first works over, or I come quickly, and I remove thy candlestick out of its place, except you repent. 
keeping the main thing, the main thing. Can you say amen, somebody? That's what we got to do. Keep them. What's the main thing? Stay with God. Stay with God, brothers and sisters. Stay with him. Let's go a little bit further. People are not keeping the main thing, the main thing. The Bible, it's all about coming together, worshiping God in the beauty of holiness. You know, I'm telling you, look, after so long, you're going to have to come out there on houses. I mean, we, we can do it right now, but after so long amount of time, you got to come out of there. You can't serve God at home. You got to come to the church and be taught the word, the word of God. And, and the Bible said, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord's house, up to the house of the God of Jacob, and he going to teach us his ways. Well, I know the Lord has blessed us to have ways and means and possible things that come into people through radio land, radio and TV. All that's good for the people that can't get out, that's confined and can't do. But those that can, they got to get up off their dust and come on to the house of God. Amen. You just can't keep sitting there and you're able. I'm talking about you able. God understands you not able. Amen. God made a way for those that are not able. We're bringing the gospel to them through whatever means possible. But those that are able got two good legs, two good hands. You got to get up out of there. Amen. Let's go a little bit further. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Let's go just a little bit further, if you will. Now, look at the book of Job. The book of Job. Old Testament. This is one in the Old Testament. This is the only one we got. Job, Job 1. I want to show you something about Job. Job, Job was a, uh, Job was a, uh, he, he was a, uh, you know, he was a holy man. Job chapter one, verse one, it says, there was a man in the land of us whose name was, uh, uh, there it is, Job. That man was what? Perfect. And he was what? All right. And what else about him? One that feared God and what? It's your evil. Job was a good man. Y'all hear me? The Bible said Job was a good man. Job was a man. He, he said he was, he was a good man. He was perfect and upright and one that feared God and he issued even That word issue, he shunned evil. Job was a man who loved God so much, he shunned evil. He avoided evil. If it didn't look right, Job went the other way. But it's not like that with the Christian today. It don't look right, the Christian walk right into it. If it ain't right, the Christian go right along with it. Not like Job. Not like Job. Let's keep the main thing, the main thing. It's very, very important that we keep the main thing, the main thing. There was some lame man named us who named Job. This man was perfect. This man was upright. This man feared God and he avoided evil. If it don't look right, we as God's people ought to go the other way. But you know what? We have forgotten or don't realize how far we fall. I've known, I've known of Christians going to nightclub. I've known of saints going into club, places they shouldn't go. I've known God's people are taking up for folk when they do wrong in the world. Church folk making excuses for folk when they do wrong. No, no, but looking look at what Brother Job, what he said about Brother Job. He was a perfect, upright man and one that issue evil. Look, right is right and wrong is wrong. We as Christians got to take a stand. We got to call a spade a spade. Amen. An ace is an ace and a spade is a spade. Can't say amen somebody. I'm not taking up for nobody. If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. We cannot make excuses for the world? We 
can't make excuses for them. But I've lately I've heard so many Christians making excuses for people of the world by mistakes that they make. Just the other day, we lost a rapper, great rapper. I really don't know him because I ain't into rap. Everybody trying to say he was a man of faith. He was this. He was a sinner. That's all it was. He was a sinner. He overdid on drugs, took on drugs, a drug addict. And he just was a sinner. Smoking all that dope, all whatever he did, he killed his fool self. Now, don't make no sense. And some church folks say, well, he was a good man. He was a good rapper. No, he was a devil. He was a devil. I never will forget my old dick used to tell us a long time ago. He said, you can, you can live a cow, die a mule. Ain't no way in the world you're going to rise a saint. The way you die, that's the way you're going to get up. Amen, somebody. We as Christians, we as a people of God, we are, we are becoming so uh, insensitive uh, uh, to, to things. We, we, we got it all wrong. Look, I'm sensitive like Job was. Job did not like it. If it wasn't right, Job didn't like it. And you, you, if you're a child of God, if it's not right, you got to be uncomfortable with it. But if you're comfortable with sin, you, you're not in the will of God. You need a little more Jesus. Lord, help us today. If you're comfortable with things that are not right, you need a little more Jesus. You're not where you need to be in God. Lord, help us. Help us church folk. We are not where we need to be. And the Lord said, repent right now from whence thou hast fallen and do your first works over. But if you're comfortable with all that stuff, you're not where you need to be. I know you can't make folk not do things. If they're doing it, they're doing it. But you can't stop them from doing it. But you you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to make excuses for them. Look, an ace is an ace and a spade is a spade. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. That's all to it. That's the way it is. I'm not going to be taking up for wrong. I'm not going to be saying nothing about all this stuff. These folks serving the devil. I've never seen nothing like it in my life. Folk get out here, shoot up folk houses, shoot up grandma, shoot up babies, and shoot in the house and kill a little innocent kid. And the first thing, first thing do when the police get them, the mamas come out. He was a good child. He he was he my boy, he was good. Stop lying. He was a devil. That's why he did what he did. We taking up for all these folk doing wrong. We want to apologize for them and say how good they are. They are devil and they're on their way to a devil's hell. They're living a destructive life and the church taking up for them. Taking up for them. This is not right. Joel was a perfect man and he loved God and he ensured evil. These church folks, they so, so just lost their mind and don't even know it. Lost their mind, don't even know it. Let's go a little bit further. Uh, listen, look at the uh, my last one in the book of Jude. Jude the next to Revelation. Turn to the uh, the book of Jude. Right next to Revelation book. These church folks lost their mind. He was a good child. He was good. He was a good man. No, he was not. He was a devil. And he's going where the devil folks go. Oh, you might have hard preacher. Look, it's tight, but it's right. And that's what's wrong with folks now. They don't want, they don't want to tell the truth no more. They want to sugarcoat everything to, 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 to get along, to please, please people and get along with folks. Look, I, I, I like to have a church full, but if it don't never get full, I ain't gonna get up here and lie and take up for wrong. I, I, I'd rather go to heaven by myself than go to hell with a bunch of folks. I ain't going to hell with you. Because you can't, you, I'm gonna be down there tormenting and burning for myself. So ain't no sense in me trying to take up for these devils. Right is right 
and wrong is wrong. Brothers and sisters, we just got to get it right. We, if we're going to be the people of God, let's be the people of God. Amen. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I didn't get saved. I didn't come to the church to be no hypocrite. No, uh-uh. Mm-mm. I want, I'm a, I want, I got it right. I want to, I want to keep it right. Look at what he said in Jude. Jude, it's just one book of Jude, but I want you to take a look at verse number uh, 20. Jude 20. Start right there. I'm almost done. He said, but ye, beloved, he said, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. It's time now. Keep the main thing, the main thing. It's time now that you and I, we got to build ourselves up because we're falling down. The church is falling down. The Christians are falling down. Everywhere you look, everybody's falling down. They're, they're leaving where they were and they're going to a lesser state. Everybody, we're falling down. Look, Corona, I, I thought about the other day. This coronavirus that came in, Corona going to send a lot of folks to hell. A lot of folks going to go to hell because of Corona. Because it's it, it making them not trust God. It's making them not believe in God. Okay, just think about that. Just chew on that for a moment. But a lot of folks going to hell just because of Corona. Amen, somebody. Corona made us rethink everything. Corona made us just reach, just do everything all a different way. Instead of rebuking the devil and trusting God, we went along with science. Science ain't never agreed with the word of God. Never. Ain't no way in the world. Science has never agreed with the word of God. Science do not believe that God made man in his image. God made man from the dust of the ground, breathing his nostril, the breath of life, and man became a living. Science don't believe that. Science believe that we evolved from evolution some kind of crazy way. The Big Bang. Science ain't never agreed with the word. We gonna listen to the science. I go with science so far, but when it go, when it deviate and get off on the word of God, that's where we part. Wherever we part, you tell me I can't come together and worship God. That's where we part. You tell me we can't, we can't serve the God no more. Don't go to church. It's unsafe. It's a, it's, it's just a super spread. That's where we part. Well, we go to Walmart. I go to Walmart. I get what I want. I go to Kroger. I get what I want. I go to Home Depot. I get what I want. I go get me something to eat. I do all these things. Get what I want and come on back home. Oh, that's good. Just don't go to church. That's what we're going to part right there, science. Science is a big lie. It's a big lie from hell. Now, listen what the Jews, what he said right here in Jews. He said, but build up yourself. We got to build ourselves up because signs have tore us down on our most holy faith. Verse number 21 said, he said, keeping yourselves in the love of God. Look, it, 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 it's right now, it's time, brother. So we got to run for our life. And Jews said, keep yourselves in the love of God. I want to encourage all of you today, you better keep yourself in the love of God. Don't you let the devil get you out of the will of God. Don't you let Corona and nothing else cause you to lose your soul. Keep yourself in the love of God. That is right there. You going along with the world, you're going to go to hell. Keep yourself in the love of God. Stay with God. God is good. Can you say amen to somebody? God is good, and he's good all the time. I'm going to stay with the Lord. I'm going to stay with his word. I'm going to stay with him because God is a winner, and he's right about his ways. He's a holy God. Keeping the main thing, the main thing. He said, where in verse 21? Keep yourself. I'm telling you, you better stay in the will of God. Signs ain't going to keep you in the love of God. Signs going to separate you from God. Signs have separated and got more Christian out of the will of God than you can imagine. 
Because of Corona, a lot of folks left the church. A lot of them may not even come back to church. I'm telling you, because of Corona, I heard a Christian saint going to nightclubs. I didn't hear that before that. You're not under the, the teaching of the Lord. You're not under the anointing of the Lord. And you're taking things lightly. You began to slip and you're doing things. You don't know that the devil trying to get all of us out there. So, well, well, I'm just going up there. I'm just going to get me something to eat, and I'm coming on out. You, you can go, you can go somewhere else and get something to eat. You ain't got to go to the nightclub and get no barbecue. <laughs> Corona gonna send you to hell. You ain't got to go up there and get nothing to eat. You can go somewhere else and get something to eat. There ain't nothing but a trick of the devil. And we know what he said, but he said, but, but keep yourself what? In the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord and Savior, uh, 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 Jesus Christ, unto eternal life. And then it goes on to say, and some having compassion, and they making a difference, and other was saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Amen. Hasten even to the, uh, the garment, the spot of the flesh. Look, these people were serious about being saved. Some of them were saved. Saved by fear. Some of them pull them out of the fire. Being saved. They really made a big change. And being saved, they were serious. To keep the main thing the main thing. The church is losing its focus. And the preacher has lost his way. If he lost his way, you know the rest of them lost their way. Keep the main thing the main thing. Give the Lord a hand praise. God is good. Stay focused. Stay focused. Don't let the devil fool you. God is good. Amen. At this time, we thank God for you on today. We Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.